The Otaku Paza podcast has been rated R due to its fierce language, mature content, and because mostly, these guys are fucking retarded. Lads and lasses set you for a while And hearken to me mournful tale about the Emerald Isle Let's all raise our glasses high to friends and family gone And lift our voices in another Irish drinking song Consumption took me mother and me father got the pox Me brother drank the whiskey till he wound up in a box Me other brother in the troubles met with his demise Me sister has forever closed her smiling Irish eyes Now that right there was a beautiful music number Holy shit. I'm ready to drink. How about you guys? Yes. Yes. Wait. I already started drinking. Oh, shut the fuck up. Thank you for ba- breaking down my mic level right there, too, by the way. I don't, I don't like you. Home again, do I? <laughs> I don't like you, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Takupaza, episode eight. Oh, yeah. This is like a pivotal point in our career, guys. Yep. Because we're actually starting to get views. Yep. Oh. I don't know. I did the William Shatner right there. Did you tell? I, I So you forgot your lines? Exactly. Doesn't matter. You wear it to pay. God damn it, Shatner. Just yeah. so good. We're at that pivotal episode, you know, in, in animes where things go really smoothly. Exactly. Right before they all go to shit. So episode gotta... 9 <laughs> is the key point where all of a sudden... Which means episode 8 will be what? The recap? Episode 8 is no. the episode <laughs> where things are going to be perfect. Episode 9... Stuff hits the fan. Yep. Episode 10 is the recap. Oh, okay. I love it that like, you were like looking at something like you're just like, um, yes, it's that yes. episode and yeah, that yeah. one too. Mm-hmm. No, it's like this. and But like that. Yeah. But anyways, Maddox, Elf, Joe, McGuire, and Maddox again. Because I pointed out myself two times. Yep. So that happened. That just glory happened. hog. Glory hog. I am the glory of Otaku Plaza. We got business cards coming, guys. Oh, I forgot to tell you that. Oh, yeah. Oh, we you did, told huh? me. Shut up. <laughs> I might have told McGuire, too. I did not tell Joe or the listeners. So you might see us. Me and Elf's going to be attending Anime Punch oh, in, yeah. what, uh, two weeks? Two weeks. Mm-hmm. I know we're just, like, questioning. We're like, what? Yep. And hopefully, if you're there, you might get one of our business cards. Mm-hmm. If they come out right. Because I might have fucked up. It's okay. Here we go. Because I kind of sized this picture out. And it doesn't look right when you see it like in a large screen because it's all fuzzy. All our faces are all fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you look at it like natural size, yeah, it looks right. Okay. So hopefully yep. it's right. But it's pretty cool. It has our chippies that Rin McKenzie did mm-hmm. on them, kind of shaped off into the little square. Mm-hmm. And on the back it says Ataku Paza. In quotation marks it says, "The world's worst podcast." Hmm. Oh yeah. At Atakupaza.com. because we are the world's worst podcast. But you got to I don't know. Voted twice yearly, even though we only started this year. Yep. Time you, you didn't see that the, the war we got? No. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I thought I went to the guy telling everybody how to make curry with his oh, eyes this, closed. This curry is going to be so good for you. 
Thank you for listening to my podcast. Hey, we should not be bashing anyone who's got a video podcast. Yeah, That's true. He, he is a They're on a different level than us. To be fair, after my tax return, guys, I'm buying a few Sony cameras. Cool. We're going to set them up. We're going to do some video. We're going to do video podcasts along with the audio for the podcast. It'd be nice if we had a mixing board. So we could have yeah, I know. I will get the mixing board. See, you guys still like are all like, we need this. We need that. Anyone throw any money my way? Actually, we tried. Shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I tried, and you you threw it back. <laughs> That's besides the point. Anyway, we'll get to that. But today, pretty special day. We're doing one of my favorite Gundam series. Oh, it's my favorite Gundam series as well. G Gundam. Gundam. <sighs> Jiminy Crack. <laughs> He's just like, Jiminy <laughs> Crack. Completely over the top and awesome. I mean, I still was, have the action figure. <laughs> it was just the fact of you take every stereotype. Let's throw it into a Gundam series. Yeah. It is the most racist series, but it's, but it's great, great for that, though. It's great. It's racism in a positive way. And the guy has a burning <laughs> finger that has a desire to go up places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, God. It's just... The proctologist And the Gundam. fact that they're in like this pure latex yeah. when they're in their suits. But what I thought was really interesting about the series, which I'm going to get into a little bit, was the yeah. cockpits. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Was that not like awesome. the future of like VR right there? Yeah, because yeah. they were pop. motion. But I'm stopping you. Yeah. Because now I'm getting into a review. I don't want to get the review yeah. yet. Yeah. I do want to talk I'm about. Right, I know. I'm just like I'm getting excited. Mm -hmm. But we did go see the wind rises. Oh yeah. Over the weekend, yeah. except for Joe. Because Joe, me. Joe doesn't like to hang out with us besides the podcast. Mm -hmm. He's like, you crackers. I don't like any of you. No, we invited you. You're like. Man, I can't be seen with crackers now, in now a theater. Now you're putting words in my mouth. I did not know you wanted to go see that movie. I would have wanted to go see it. I think he was working, to be fair. No, no. he wasn't. He got home late. Ah. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got home late that day. And God he was damn tired. it, Joe! Every time you do this to us. Well, stop putting stuff the last freaking minute so I can scan stuff. Hey, I was I was dying of the plague, and I still. Made in it all fairness, out. yeah, Elf actually wasn't invited because we thought he was dying of the plague, but he just kind of showed up. He didn't die. FYI, yeah. spoiler alert. He's still yeah. alive. That and or we need Izzy. When Elf wanted to go, we needed his car. So. Thank you, Dr. Mm -hmm. Evil over there. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. 100 but million. Besides dollars. The Wind Rises and G Gundam, we got a lot on the play today. Oh, yeah. We have Elf's Game Corner. What are you doing this week, Elf? Uh, wise uh, Memories of Salsetta. Ooh, that's a Vita classic right there in oh, the making. Yeah. <laughs> and McGuire has an ending for us. Kind of. Because it's actually an alternate reality ending, am I correct? Because it did end. No, it didn't. Okay. Tell me what you're reviewing. Tiger and Bunny. The true ending. Of season? Two. two. Oh my gosh. It has come down to that finally. We get to hear how it actually should have ended. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in this. Because Tiger and Bunny, the first season, Phenomenal. amazing. Yes. That it. was great. Oh. Second season? Fuck you, whoever made that fucking series. That was a slap in the fucking face. I don't give a shit what anyone else says. Argue with me on the forums. Yep. I will I will yell at you just how I yelled at every other person on the forums yep. I go to. And we got you got Joe's um shonen, shonen Yeah, Joe, give us a shonen jump before. Actually stuff does happen this week. For once we actually get to see the see Yurichi's um Kenpachi from Bleach's um lieutenant. We get to see her release sword form. That happened last week, and at the end of this week in Bleach, Kenpachi finally shows up after being after being trained by the lieutenant, the captain of Squad Four. Excellent. What? I'll yeah. take it. 
Yes. <laughs> All right, that was your shonen report from Joe. Hey, Kimpachi's awesome, and that little chibi girl with him is amazing. Kimpachi is sweet. Kimpachi actually knows the name of his sword now. Hopefully does he finally? He does actually know the name of his sword. Was his sword like, hi, Kimpachi, my name's this. Actually, Why yes. do you remember it my birthday? Like <laughs> <And in laughs> you never say cards anymore. And in this week, we're actually going to find out what the name is. Hopefully we're going to actually find what the name of his sword is this week. I bet it's like... Leslie or something like that. Something just really Hi, like. My name's Leslie. I'm Leslie. I picked your sword all the whole time. I'm Bob. As you my name wish. is Sword. <laughs> His name is Sword. He has the most undesirable sword name ever. It's actually I'm gonna spoiler alert. It's Excalibur. Yep. Excalibur. 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 Ooh. I'm looking for. I'm I'm from the UK. I'm looking for heaven. I'm going to California. <laughs> he got way too into that. Yeah. I forgot all the I've, words. I've been watching um, Soul Eater recently, so those episodes came up, just naturally came up. No, I have a problem with Soul Eater, and I kind of want to address this to you. Okay. Because besides Maka's father in Soul Eater, yeah, fucks her mother at, and quite frankly, yeah. That's a good point. Where, Where the hell are the parents at? Yeah, that's it's a common theme. Good and, segue. Yeah. Yes. Well, can you not put out my segues? <laughs> We're trying to make a flow here. Yeah. I hate that you. That is a question, though. <laughs> and I'm sure most people yes, will see, yes, you do. as they've watched a lot of animes involving teenagers and stuff, where are the parents? Where's children's services yeah. at? I mean, it, it just baffles me. Who's leaving these 12-year-old kids? Or 14, 15? 15, 16. And then the ones cases. you do have are tend to be horribly irresponsible. You'll have these. You'll have a guy living with three girls, you know? <laughs> it's like, my mother would have killed me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> What was it? Uh, Lavina and that. There's a bunch of teenage girls in that anime. And Getting no parents. Possibly raped by tentacles. Yeah, I was yes. confused by that episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one, there's not anyone that steps in and is like, oh, hey, we should probably call child services. That kid looks like they're living on their own. Yeah. And how do those kids take yeah. care of themselves? Yeah, it's... Who's it, paying the rent? Do, do parents die often in Japan? Because it's like both parents are dead. Did they restate the draft for them? To I'm wondering. To be fair, I do understand that the Japanese culture, they do work a lot. Mm-hmm. So it is understandable that possibly one of the parents is always at work. Or is right. it that, why are, they always, why are they always working overseas? And why does the wife go with the husband and leave the kids behind? Well, you know, the ones that do have parents, the kid is always cooking dinner for the parents. That's right. It's true. Or, like, or the parents don't care about the kids. Yeah. They're like, sure, you can have three girls move in with us. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Remember, don't lock the shower door. <laughs> like, like, like some series, the guys actually, the dads actually hey, stack that three girls are moving in with them. I mean, there's some occasions where it makes sense that it happened. Um, high School DXE is an example. Yep. Yeah. She hypnotized or convinced some kind of way to let, let that happen. Uh, waiting in the summer, the girl was homeless and it felt bad, so the sister actually allowed it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of kind of like the parent allowing yeah. it in a sense, because yeah. she was moving out. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Yeah, but she let her t- move in. She's like, I'm moving out in a day. Yeah. I just met you. You can stay. But she I was, like you. She was homeless. She's a homeless alien. Who would have thought yeah. on earth? You want to go do but, some cocaine? Okay. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah, guys. But besides that, there's a few other ones where it kind of makes sense. But still. The vast majority of them. Yeah. I think the, the parents are just a painful inconvenience for the kids to have their adventures, you know? It would be a that's, sucky anime if they were grounded yeah, every I, other week. That's actually true. 
Imagine Butters the anime, you know. Yeah, Butters butter. the I'm anime. grounded. Sorry, guys, no episode today. No hot springs trip for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit in my tub with my little floaty ducky. Yeah. Oh, God. That's because Professor Chaos. Yeah. Speaking of chaos, holy shit. The South Park game. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of invading Elf's territory right now with That's the fine. game corner. I completed the Stick of Truth, the South Park game that just got released, what, a week ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five hours total worth of gameplay in that oh. game. Does that have any replay value in it? It's a $60 game. To be fair, Joe, to get some achievements and trophies, yes, there's some replay value. But you're only going to replay it one more time to get all that stuff. I'm actually pretty pissed off. And that was me trying to figure out the game without, like... The strategy guide. strategy and stuff like that. But in the same aspect, those fucking parents only show up in that game during the night to be like... You better get your ass back home. It's just like, really? Maybe that's why. Uh, maybe that's why uh, Persona Four was so different because you did have parents. Like most of the people had parents. And it was interesting when in Persona Four you uh, you go to sneak out and uh, yeah, Adachi, not Adachi, Adachi. but uh, oh, what's his name? The the, the uncle, the, uh, the terrible father. Yeah, Nanakachan. Yeah, uh, would stop you like, where are you going? I'm going to work. Okay, see you later. No, <laughs> he never bothers you no, again about it. No, he, because he, he he's like, I heard you were working, and you, like, honestly come out with it. He's like, well, you're honest about it, at least, you know. Yeah. And when you're sneaking off having sex with a nurse. Yeah. Yes. Win. Well, he, he's also letting you take every girl that, in the group home with you to have sex in her, in your room. Well, so of course. Why wouldn't you? Well, he's <laughs> off working. Well, he's you, like, same sex. He did win the Kings game. He did. No one won the Kings game. Yukiko is the king. She is the queen. She is the queen. Watch the anime again. Nobody likes her. I didn't see that. Whoa! No. You're just you're trading on some no. weird territory, Maguire. She's you're not rice or chee. Rice? Rice. Now she's rice. <laughs> oh like my. I can't even argue with you because you don't even understand the characters. Yeah. It's just chee I mean, one. Yeah, back to the, the, the where's the parents uh I was just watching one uh, that's that's currently airing. It's a season two of like chee I can't remember. it's basically like about eighth grade syndrome, uh, uh, the where uh, guy used to have eighth grade syndrome. He was the burning, burning gun, burning fighter or whatever. I, I don't know what eighth grade syndrome is. Please tell eighth me. Eighth grade syndrome is where kids go around pretending they have supernatural powers and okay. acting all weird and dressing up. You know, guys. Oh, so, so it's like no. I think grade. I have eighth yeah. grade syndrome. Yeah. No, yeah. you're just retarded. I swear I did call me Hobby Hall once. But the, base, but the basics series is a guy that's in high school and wants to put that behind him. The girl that lives above him. She's got it, and he gets blackmailed by her older sister to look out for her. <laughs> so, and season end of season one, they actually start dating, and he, he basically he's accepted of her behavior. And season two, his sister moved, her sister moved away to Italy in order to be a chef there. And so, but they'd forgotten to keep the apartment for her, so she's basically homeless and having to stay <laughs> with her boyfriend. Whose parents are away working overseas? Are they architects overseas though? I don't know what they are. Cause I've have seen it in multiple animes where the family is like architects. Mm-hmm. Architects or archaeologists. Yeah. One, Arch- one or the uh, other. Yeah. I don't know why I said architects. Yeah, I was like, yeah. they can do that from anywhere. But archaeologists, where they yeah. go off, they're like, yeah. we gotta go. True. Yeah. And then, but basically, then the little sister shows up. You know, is even gone. But because the, this this girl has eighth grade syndrome and she doesn't know what a real relationship is. There's sort of this duality of, like, the sister shows back up. She's 
relieved that they're not doing something that they're not doing stuff together you know like 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 you know having sex and stuff but at the same time she's kind of worried that they're not <laughs> i'm worried that you're not boning my sister i'm worried yeah. that you guys aren't acting like normal teenagers <laughs> there's something wrong with you but at the same time i'm quite relieved <laughs> that that sounds like it's going down in a burning flame yeah. oh my gosh oh yeah but burning flames yeah. oh yeah that reminds me g gundam G Gundam. Mm-hmm. Is that burning desire? For this hand of mine screams justice. It's like, does he have a speaker on his like Gundam on the very top? That's like young that's out to people. Oh, I thought yeah. that was the whole point when the faceplate opened up. It revealed a speaker. I just... forgot about the faceplate. That was the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to. This is getting serious now, guys. <laughs> okay. It, but it like, was so cool for it's the like effect. It's like he just turns to the predator. But let's, let's, let's set this up a little yeah. bit. Um, this was actually the first Gundam series to not be in the standard timeline. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, not century. depressed. So depressing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not your military take. This is a tournament-style series where all the colonies, instead of going out all out war, every four years they have a Gundam fight. Well, I thought it was interesting, though. The colonies are all countries. Yep. It's like they were like, fuck Earth, we're going up in space. We're each putting our own colony up. And you know what we're going to name them? We're going to take what country we were. Put a Neo in front of it. Neo. Whatever works, man. But I figure that's probably easier in that kind of like universe yeah. to do it like that than to have like, oh, colony CX-35 is actually yeah. Neo Japan or whatever. Yeah. Let's just make it simple. Yeah. Let's get to the bad, uh, the bad stereotypes. Let's do this. Yeah. It's like, but they're fighting for control. Yeah, basically every four years they have control over the galaxy or universe, you know, the they space. Fight, over yeah, space, whoever, as they uh, say it. Was it space or was it uh, Earth? I thought it was space. space. Yeah, I think it was space. I yeah. think about it. But one person rules for that four years, mm. and then they have the tournament again. Mm -hmm. And then the winner becomes the leader of the space call, space war, or whatever. See, I thought it was control over Earth. Because that's why... No, no one gives a... None of the colonies yeah, give a why, fuck that's about why Earth. They that's why they have it on Earth. Because oh, they're okay. like, fuck Earth. We're, We're just going to devastate it over and over again. It's, like, eh, it's already destroyed anyway. It's like, it's New Jersey. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no one gives a shit about New Jersey. We will sorry make we have, it... Sorry if we have offend any people from New Jersey listening no, to the Bible. No, fuck New Jersey. New Jersey. You're right. Their goal is to take New Jersey and turn it into Detroit. Ooh. What are you talking about? It already it, is fucking yeah. Detroit. No. That hurricane came in was like, fuck this. It's Detroit after... Jeez. But you have the main character, which was who, Elf? Uh, Doman. Weirdest freaking, weirdest freaking Japanese name ever. Domo, Mr. Roboto. Did you get the connection? Domo. 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 He's evidently a Gundam fighter with a picture. And he's looking for somebody. And that's all he cares about. He's like, have you seen this guy? Like, before he kills you, he's like, have you seen him before I defeat you? He's like, who is that? It's Batman. It was never bad. And he has that old sword. I remember the burnt, rusted sword that breaks. <laughs> I've got a sword! But he's always looking around. And then you have some more supported characters. You have a Neo America. Oh, Chibity Crockett. Jiminy Crockett. The star of the series. Oh, yeah. Like, he already has... He exemplifies America in every, every way. way. He's America rolled into a ball. Yeah. I didn't know. If America was just about boxing, surfing... Arams and guns and guns and guns. No, it has the football helmet. Yeah, he does. But also, you're missing the best part of it. His last name is Crockett. Like, 
Davy Crockett. Mm-hmm. How more American can you get than a Crockett? Of course, exactly. the Jiminy, I'm not sure where they came up with that was an American name. Uh, that was just them making fun of us. Yeah. Jiminy. Jiminy. What's Jiminy? His, his real name is Jiminy, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Yeah. They just changed it to Jiminy Crockett. Or but you, Jiminy I mean, Crockett. Let's go through some of the stereotypes. They had uh, the Italian stereotype. Oh, he was a mobster. Yeah. Who yeah. would have thought? They had the French guy who was, well, a pansy. French. Yeah. yeah. With his stupid Rose Gundam. <laughs> Rose Gundam was kind of cool. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. But you had the Russian. The Russian one I remember was pretty sweet because he was chained up the whole time. And the only time they'd take the manacles and stuff off him was when he fought. And his torture pretty much had like an S&M thing. You know, she yeah. always had that whip. And yeah. She's like, I like you. <laughs> the, my favorite one of the whole series was... Hall, uh, Neil Holland. Oh, yeah. The windmill. The windmill. Mm-hmm. I was so upset when he lost. I thought he could win it all. <laughs> I was like, what? Go, Neil Holland! And he's down. Oh, sad face. <laughs> then there's Cobra Gundam, which I remember that one was... India? Yeah, Neo came India. out of the pot. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it just comes out of a pot, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he cuts the tail, and he's like, I won. And it's like, no, it's got there's another, another transformation. One. And legs pop so out or sense. something. It was. It then was. There rough. was. Was it the Chinese had the Sailor Moon Gundam? Yeah, the, the big that snake thing. Remember, had the dragon snake yeah. thing. Yeah. I couldn't figure. It looked I like a the... roll. It looked like something out of King's Island. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> no, was who rough. was it? The or was that the other Japanese one that had? Because there was one that looked like a Sailor Moon Gundam, pretty much. Had like. Oh, the... I do remember that one. I. Forget, that was a different country, honestly. wasn't it? Yeah. Say, how long has it been since we watched the series, guys? Years. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some of us didn't finish it. I finished it. Right. I finished it twice. Likely story, McGuire. I did. I Second did. time I finished it, I watched it with Joe. Oh, he's my witness. Were you telling me that yeah. you like in the last episode that Cartoon Network forgot to censor it? Yeah, <laughs> that's actually the first time I saw it. Um, I started watching it. Cartoon Network was obvious. They, this wasn't the first time either. Everyone I know who's probably watched anime on Cartoon Network knows that there's the occasional slip. Yeah. I mean, which yeah. to be fair, you can't catch everything. I mean... And there was a lot of stuff going on in the final episode. And that's uh, the main chick, or the heroine of it, gets possessed, spoiler alert, by oh. Devil Gundam. Oh. And so they s- took out the nipples because they showed her in, like, it's supposed to be, like, liquid metal covering her body. Needless to say, they didn't catch it the first time, or they didn't catch all of it on the DVD release as well. Nice. So, so it was like you're watching a porn. All those... Fanboys are out there watching and probably like, oh, gee, look, I got nipples. That's so cool. You know, let's face it, that's the only reason we all started watching anime. Yeah. It's like, like we can watch that. our Saturday morning, morning cartoons with nudity. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Wait, there's cartoons with nudity? This is the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about any more hentais. I'm burned out from last night. Oh, God. That hey, was that's fucked your up, fault. Man. Yeah, I, I don't really want to get into fault. that one. But. I, I want to point out you were talking about the main the main chick, Rain Rain. What the fuck was up when she uh, went to pilot the uh, Neo Japan mm-hmm. Gundam? She was like having a fucking orgasm when oh, the, yeah. the the latex stuff yeah. came on her. I thought she was in pain. That's why I got. She's her. like, oh, it's no, that hurting. was very much pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Do- Domino's are there like I ordered Domino's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and pilot. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this pizza. Well, yeah, so I mean, I thought it would be pain at first because remember, was it the kid who thought he was, there was yeah. that one episode he with that annoying pilot. kid? And he's like, I can pilot you, I'm annoying kid. He barely got halfway through the sequence. Like, he gets okay, in the man. suit and the suit just crushes him. He's like, I'm retarded now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the suits themselves did not leave anything to the imagination. To be under- understandable because they were controlling the Gundam physically. Right. Instead of your typical cockpit style. Why can't you wear pants? There's <laughs> no control to gun. Have you wow. seen how they do motion capture in yeah, movies yeah. and games anymore? It's the same suits. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was a cool feature they did, though. It yeah. did break out the usual, like, in, that, in the former universe. So it was like, okay, I can get behind this. Because well, I've it's... always felt that the virtual reality is getting closer oh, and closer yeah. to that. It's almost there, guys. Pardon. That, and it makes more sense, I think, on how... Like, you think about it, trying to pilot a giant robot would be real clunky. Oh, like yeah. Your this, controls like... are limited. And how, you know, obviously in anime, they always have quick reflexes and the moves and stuff they could do. At least that made more sense. Cause See, it's like... and half those fights are in zero-G gravity. Right. Mm-hmm. That don't even make sense. Oh, you yeah. don't know where up is. That's that's why in the Universal Century, in Zeta Gundam, they actually updated the cockpit where it's like um, a spear and, like, cameras yeah, all around right. where you can, like, see where he's going. And after that point, all the other cockpits followed that mark. Mm-hmm. But back to G Gundam, I like this cockpit because you have basically control of what you can and cannot do with the Gundam. You want to pull out your gun from your holster? Pull out your gun from your holster? You just want to throw a punch? And remind yeah. me, I may be wrong, but right. didn't they experience damage in those suits yes, too? Yes, they yeah. did. They felt... Okay. Every time the Gundam got hit, they actually felt it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're not going to sit there and sacrifice your limb go out. You're going to be more conscious when you're fighting. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just threw a punch. I almost hit my computer. I was like, Brow. So, I mean, the overall story I thought was quite excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Besides yeah. the overlaying racism between every country ever. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. I know you didn't see it. That is how the world is, color. in fact. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah, wasn't bad. Holland must put windmills. It's a law there. They have to put a windmill in everything <laughs> they build. Every time I see a windmill, I expect it to turn into a gun. Yeah. I still wait to this day. Yeah. My only biggest complaint about it is it still has sort of the old style animation. You know, it's well, it wasn't like the late eighties, early nineties. To be fair yeah. though, yeah. compared to Mobile Suit Gundam, it was very up to date to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just gotta think about when this stuff was made. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Ronin Warriors. That's another one. I mean, if you go into watching it and you've never seen it, the animation looks dated. For us that grew up with it, mm-hmm. it looks amazing. That was my yeah. first anime, yeah. and it'll always be my first love. Didn't know what the fuck I was watching back then. I thought it was like Power Rangers. I'm well, like, I guess my first would have to, been the Flying to House. But... <laughs> this is a animated Power Rangers. This is sweet. What did have? Ruin of Strata. Ryu! <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. I got Rock. you. Kento was a Michelangelo. Yes, he was. Of the Running Warriors, and it was perfect. He was straight up the Michelangelo. Pretty Warriors. sure the same voice actor. I was going to say, I think so. <laughs> they acted just alike. It was like, this one repeats of Michelangelo. Ah, oh, bro, yeah! Cowabunga, dudes! And then everybody's like, wait. What? What's going on now? <laughs> the crossover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible. Fusion! Okay, so let's give it the ratings. I don't know what the fuck you've been right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elf, start your rating on G Gundam. I'll give it about a three. Three? That's achievable. Any reason why? You want to throw out was it like the story? I just thought that it kind of drug on a little long. It was forty nine episodes. For kind point. of like this review. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we could review this in like ten minutes, and not yeah. like fifteen. Yeah. It just dragged. Mm-hmm. But uh, Joe, uh, 
I did really enjoy the series because um, at the time it was at the time it was heavy into Street Fighter. It's like and Gundam. It's like Gundam Street Fighter. How can I not like this series? <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. So I'm actually gonna rate it a little higher than Elf. Um, probably gonna give it about a four. Four? Yeah. Okay. Wow. You know what? I'm gonna say three point five. Same thing. I agree with Elf. It suffers the same thing that I feel almost all Gundam series share, where they're it just. A lot of these Gundam series, I feel, could be told in 26, 30 episodes. And for some reason, they always feel we're going to stretch them out to 50. And it's, you get to the middle, and it's just... They always seem to hit this real slow spot for, like, 10 episodes. And I feel it hurts it sometimes. It's called, they have to make money somehow. Well, yes. And that's how they get uh, you. They keep you keep on going. But yes. So that's what we're doing with Fataku Paza? Oh, we're not going to stop. All right. Until we get paid to stop. <laughs> that's what's fucked up about that. But, but for me, overall, I give it a three. Of all the other Gundam stories, it's my least favorite because I really like all the war stuff. Right. I like to see people fucking die. And that... No, nothing. <laughs> I don't know what Elf is signaling right there. Thank you, Elf. Yeah. But, uh, really, uh, yeah, three is probably the highest I can rate it. Overall, the story was good, but like I said, I like a lot of the, uh, the blow shit up, let's yeah. get a war going. I hate you, you hate me. Yeah. There's a nice shade of people, gray in between here. People die, and it's great. But I, how I want something, how I want to hear something that really ended. McGuire, are you ready to do this? Are you guys ready though? I I I'm don't ready. know if I'm ready. I'm ready. Can you give me a little a little bit of like flashback from the first Tiger and Bunny before you go into the season two? All right. So Tiger and Bunny is essentially. Uh, anime based around these superheroes that are, particip- are participating in a reality TV show. They, it's like Survivor, but with superheroes? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> Essentially, um, each good deed the heroes perform, they get points. And at the end of each season, they get rated the top hero. And all, And they, of course, a lot of how they get their powers, or not their powers, but the funding stuff is through sponsors. It's just like... Um, so it's kind of like NASCAR. Yeah, I was about to say, like NASCAR. And it's based around Tiger. He's one of the older heroes. He has what's called five minutes of power, essentially. He gets he can activate his powers for five minutes. He gets super strength, super speed, Jordan digging himself. Oh, I got the lice on my crotch. Oh, yeah. As me and Joe move now. Anyways. <laughs> Go on. But, um... He has five minutes of power. Then there's other heroes. One is has powers where he can shapeshift. Not everybody has the five minutes. It's just Tiger. Oh, so there's different powers. And stuff yeah, like there's shapeshifting. One girl has ice powers, blue rose. Um, this one they just fly. Yeah, that is Sky High, one of my personal favorites. He is a true believer of justice. <laughs> thanks and thanks. Like, terrible catchphrases all day yes. in the series. Too. And there's one I believe Rock Bison has super it's strength. strength. Um, there's a little martial arts girl. A uh, dragon girl who has lightning dragon powers. Kid. Or dragon kid, kid I'm sorry. Straight. Fire Emblem, Jordan's personal favorite. Yeah. The gay guy who has fire powers. He's Go flaming! Figure. Literally and figuratively. Every and kind of way. Who is the shapeshifter? I'm trying to remember who's um, That's origami. Yeah, origami. Right. And then, so it starts off with them fighting course. You know, they all get tangled up trying to be heroes or anything. Well, then ratings... To, help boost ratings they introduce a new character called bunny who has the same powers as tiger i'm sorry his name is barnaby but tiger calls him bunny 
He has a pink suit because he's gay. Yeah. We also should point out that <laughs> he's Barnaby's the first hero that came out and just says, this is who I am. All the rest of them have secret identities. All right. They kind of caught everybody up to what Tiger and Bunny is about. And so then you get the first season, which wraps up the main story. We find out who killed... Because the whole thing is them pretty much competing in this, plus Barnaby trying to find out who kills these parents. Yeah. Well, then he, he does find out. Yep. They wrap everything up in season one or so you think. So... Season two. What happens in season two, McGuire? So season two. Oh, yes. I'm ready for this. Starts off with, you think Tiger's losing his powers. But in actuality, he's actually gaining more powers to where he's becoming a god. Okay. So he's powering up throughout it. They find out that the guy they're working for, who's actually evil corporation, who has been manipulating all of them, has been screwing them all around and everything. And you find out Barnaby's actually an agent with them. No. He's a sleeper agent. What? He likes to take naps? I no. I take a nap. He's playing both. He's a double agent. You know, playing. So the whole time Tiger's been befriending Bunny. Of course, Bunny's been an asshole. Well, you find out Bunny is actually not, um, not only secret, but he seeks revenge against Tiger because Tiger killed his male lover. <laughs> Uh, all right. So during this time, they're trying to stop Tiger's powers because he's getting stronger. So they inject him with power, or a, a toxin that's limiting his powers. But luckily, his best friend, Rock Bison, Sky High, Fire Emblem, and his girlfriend, Blue Rose, are there to help him. Oh, are they Wait. dating now in this season? Yes, they okay. finally hooked so up. Things for 16-year-olds. She's not 16. She's 18. Get it straight. <laughs> in my universe, she's 18. Who's telling this? All right, I'll let you go on. So anyways, they send, um, but in the process of this, the evil corporation then gives Barnaby a power boost. So he's gaining all this omega level power, charging up. So he's going to be a bunny god? Yes, he's essentially a bunny god. So we got a tiger god and a bunny god. Well, tiger's being depowered right now. They're trying to find a cure. So essentially, Bunny is going through and destroying the city. He's grown to like, Godzilla size now because of his superpowers. He's grown like super strength, so he's just smashing, screaming like Godzilla, breathing atomic breath and everything. <laughs> While this is going on, so then they send Dragon Kid, thinking, okay, she's got a dragon in her name, she'll be able to stop him. She puts up a good effort. We'll give him that. But the whole time, so she gets knocked out. She gets flicked into another building. You'll see her no more. Fire Emblem comes. <laughs> She's gone. She's gone. Fire Emblem comes in. He's like, oh boy, and starts shooting fires. But the problem is, by now, uh, Bunny's shooting fires himself, so he disintegrates Fire Emblem. What? So Fire Emblem went down in a burning flame? <laughs> yes, he did. Jesus. You only have one gay superhero. <laughs> this is true. The whole time, so then... But Rock Bison is still... Him and Blue Rose are trying to find a cure for um, Tiger this whole time. So while they're doing this, it's up to Sky High to try to hold him off. So then Sky High managed to stumble upon the same drugs as Bunny and injects himself. So he goes... Turns into Ultraman. Ultraman? I was was waiting for this. And battles. Does he do the Ultraman pose? Yes, he does. But unfortunately, because Sky High's powers are so awesome, he can only use his powers for 30 seconds before he burns out. So he puts up a valiant effort, but Bunny end up knocks him down. And as that point, after 30 seconds, Sky High is weakened, 
and is knocked unconscious. But at that point, Blue Rose and Rock Bison are able to cure Tiger. So then Tiger then gains his superpowers back and goes a mega level. And his hair goes yellow. He, so he's a Super Saiyan now. No. He's no, a Super Tiger. He can't Saiyan, go Super not, Saiyan because he, of copyright infringement. He's Saiyan, but he's not Super Saiyan. He's, 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 just, say, he's just saying. He's just saying that he's, he's just saying Saiyan Tiger. That he's Tiger God. Yeah. Tiger God? So he, he got powers Bunny up. Bunny God versus Tiger God. Proceeds to do a judo chop onto Bunny. Judo chop! Cuts off Bunny's left arm. He then proceeds to follow through with a tiger uppercut. Tiger. Knocking Bunny down on his back. He then takes his foot and does a tiger stomp onto his groin, making Bunny cry like the little bitch that he is. At that point, Bunny is screaming in agony, asking for uh, mercy. Which, at that point, Tiger realizes, I'm the hero. I will show you mercy. So he turns his back. At that point, Never Bunny that. proceeds to Never jump up. Had he never watched Dragon Ball Z? This is exactly what you don't do with Freezer on the point, ground. At that point, he goes to jump on him. And then, sky high, regaining consciousness, activates his power to the fullest, and flies through like a burning bright light right through Bunny's head, impaling right through him, causing Bunny to die instantly. Nice. At that point then, while this is going on, Rock Bison and Blue Rose have infiltrated the evil corporation. And it froze the evil overlord and defeated him. So all this happened off screen? No, this all happened on screen. On screen, at the same time. So, that was shit. But it was still a better ending than the actual ending. So That was the actual ending. And I'm not done. It gets better. Oh my gosh, there's still more? Well, you have to have the epilogue. Fine, give me the epilogue. They're building the city up. Blue Rose and Tiger... Are happily together. Tiger then proposes to Blue Rose and introduces her to his child, and they live to be happily ever after. You then find out Fire Emblem did not die. He actually did survive. Oh, good to know. And he is then walking off with uh, Akami, the shapeshifter guy, because the whole time the shapeshifter, Origami Cyclone. And you find out Origami Cyclone is actually gay, so him and uh, Sir Flames a lot walk off. It's a lot. Happily ever after. So that's what we're calling that's it. That's such a great ending. Such a good feel good ending. <laughs> and Rock Bison ends up hooking up with some strange girl because he can't hook up with Lightning Kid. Lightning so, Kid's still a minor, and that's just so wrong. I'm confused. He's gonna can about, he wait two years and then I think it's about one fact talking. of this whole thing. When Tiger introduces Blue Rose to Kaete, does she not question why her mother's like three years older than her, her stepmother? No. no. This is Japanese. Because it's is love. Anime. This is anime. <laughs> it happens all the time. It I suppose so. And Blue Rose looks you young for her more, age. You need to watch more hentai. She's actually 24. You go to hell. <laughs> she is not 24. <laughs> she is still, still in high school. Still 16. Nope. It's good she to is in not. Japan, though. <laughs> she flunked. She got held back a lot due to teen pregnancy. Never got flunked. Teen, teen pregnancy. pregnancy. What? Yeah. That's season three. Blue Rose reveals to Tiger that she had a child. When she was a teenager. They called Baby Rose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, this is enough. Still in all this spotlight. Yeah. And but, that was McGuire's How Did It End? Jeez. Just give him a applause so he doesn't talk anymore. <sighs> Wait till Can season I get three. back to reality for a second here? Yeah. Can someone please review something that's semi 
Okay, Understandable. We'll go to my gaming corner. Yes. That's Elf's... a tough thing to follow there. I don't know how you're going to follow that. I think okay. you figure something out. Tell us about Wise. We're going to do Wise Memories of Celsetta. Why? Uh, for the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> Did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, get it out of your system now. Why? 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 Okay. Why? So what Wait, does more, the Y stand for, Elf? Why? It doesn't say. This is my this is, <laughs> doesn't say. This is my first foray into the Wise world, uh, Wise you know gaming line. Uh, this is a remake of Wise Four. It's the second remake, in fact, and overriding the canon of the other two. Y S. Is it really Y S? Yeah, Y S. Um, All right. You play as the uh, series protagonist. Uh, uh, Name uh, um, Adal Christian. That's why I had to look it up. Adal Christian. Adal Christian. He's an adult okay. Christian. He is a he is a self-proclaimed adventurer, <laughs> stuck with wanderlust. <laughs> and basically, the game starts off at him coming into town with amnesia. There's a forest next to the town. All right, forest. That um, basically has a, has a history of anyone who's gone in it never comes back out. Uh-oh. He wanders back out, but with no memory. So in other words, any anime known to man. Yeah. Sounds good. So uh, he comes in. He meets an, an information broker by the name of uh, Durin. Um, and they decide that the local military governor has decided that they need, because there's gold deposits in the forest, that they're going to pay people to explore it. So he's like, hot shit, I'm coming. And um, basically... <coughs> There's a key link to the, oh, the the two of them decide that maybe the the link to the key to him getting his memories back is to go in anyway, so they might as well make some money doing it. So through the game, as you make progress exploring areas, you come back to the governor and she gives you uh, money. You know, basically, right. um, the way the game's set up, it's um, you and you up to two party members that are uh, artificial intelligence controlled. Um, pretty good AI for it. Um, you have your attack button. So not running off in the corner and not doing anything. Yeah. They yeah. actually they don't get hung up on stuff. They actually attack things fairly well. That's good. And they keep alive. Uh, <laughs> do, they, do they keep healing you? Yeah. Uh, That's good. And I usually sucks at that. You really don't need a whole... It's And basically you have your basic attack button. You have a dash, dodge button kind of thing. Okay. A block button. And then so a button that allows you to switch characters. Are the controls fairly simple though? Yeah. Um, and then you have, you hold down the right shoulder and any of the four buttons, there's what you have, what combat arts, basically, the, you know, skills that you can equip, that you, that you find, you loot off of bodies, that okay. give you special attacks. Uh, you can switch characters, you know, by pressing the square button. I believe it's a square button, but, uh... No, we have all the shoulders and the forms being yeah. like, it's the triangle button, elf! It's the button on the right. <laughs> anyway. Your other right. Yeah. There's more than there's more than just as as the game progresses, you get more and more people in your party as the storyline picks up. You get them, um, and then you can like go into the menu and select the three active players that you want. But you have the Adal has to be one of the three guys. Each person in a dungeon has a special thing that they can do. Hmm. You know, like one of them, there's a girl with knives. She can throw knives and like hit ropes. And I would take her down. all the time. Oh, she's she's the ranged attack fighter. Yeah. There. So you got this other girl, like little girl that you get. She's got a big hammer. <laughs> she actually so, can energize like machinery, like special machinery. You see. So let me back up. Are these people that go with them like actual AI robots, or the actual real people that go into with in the sto- in the story? Are they real people that go in with them, or are they actually like robots? No, they are. They are characters. Um, okay. And it, you, that through the storyline, you you get to meet them. They're usually fairly important people in it. Okay. Uh, 
you get um, you upgrade your equipment by 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 looting things and you know by body drop loots and stuff like that. And there are nodes, and there are resource nodes that you can loot. Uh, you got uh, you got this warp wing thing that you find monoliths that act as the warp wing. Yeah, basically, you have these things that are like monoliths that you touch, and they sort of if you die, you respawn there and. They're all color-coded by region, and the, you get a warp wing early on, which is a thing. If you go to one monolith, you can warp to any other monolith of that color. So it's like a travel stone. Yeah. Or Eventually, stone. you'll get the golden warp wing, which allows you to go to any... Which I've gotten that far in the game, but for some reason, there's a bug. I can't get it to work. Huh. That's funny. Yeah, so I don't know if I have to do something else to get it to work, but according to it, it should work fine, you know, but... Hmm, so it's a, kind of a minor snag, you know, but... It, it might be a glitch with the game. Yeah. Itself. It's, it's almost... As my experience has told me, it's never a glitch with the game. It's always something I fucking did. Yeah. It's like every time it's my fault. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got decent gameplay. It's got each dungeon usually has an artifact that kind of allow, allows you to have you need it to get to complete complete it, and it helps you later on. So it's very Zelda like. Mm -hmm. No wonder you like it. Yeah, like the first one you get is this thing that allows you to go underwater. Then you get one that shrinks you, so you can go into like little small cave openings and stuff like that. Then there's then there's uh, one, like a set of boots that allow you to dash real fast and to go up like walls that are curved, you know, so you can kind of run mm, up exactly ramps. Like Zelda right there. Yeah, I mean, it's a <laughs> Zelda, but imagine with you had, comp you had pets with you, you know, kind of AI so, pets. Zelda Pokemon? Yeah, or AI pets. That would be the best game ever. See Zelda walking around, or Link walking around with a Pikachu? It's got a decent... Yeah. Pika, it's shut up! That's it's called Super Smash Brothers. Oh yeah. my gosh, it is a thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. But it's got it's got decent. They stole it. <laughs> it's got decent game. It's got good gameplay. It's your hack and slash, you know. You're your button mashing like mad. It's got decent you know strategy. Got good you know dungeon design. Really good story. Um, as you go through it. Is and there a lot of cinematic or is it just? There are some cinematics. Yeah. Uh, are they anime cutscenes or CG cutscenes? Um, probably it would be more like just. It, it tends to just use the actual game engine, you know. Okay. All right. Does it happen to like I'm trying? I'm like quizzing you right now because I'm curious about this game actually. Now, is there a lot of uh, long talk segments, or is it like just action, action, action? Talk, There's a talk, few talk, areas talk. where you gotta like go and investigate, and you gotta go talk to everybody, and you gotta figure something. So out. there isn't really an extensive block, like a 20 yeah. minute block of talk, and then. Now, is it dubbed or subtitled? It is actually dubbed, and there there are a lot of English voices. That, that is some of the maddening things. There there are parts of it that you would expect. To have voiced and it's not, and then other parts that you don't know why they bothered to voice. Well, you see, this is for Vita, correct? Yeah. You see that a lot with the Vita games where they will dub portions of the game. Yeah. And then other portions they will leave mm -hmm. just straight yeah. up, just the subtitles. Mm -hmm. For that reason alone, because it's a Vita. They can't yeah. put so much on there. Yeah. I mean, Persona was one that did a lot of voice acting with. Yeah, it was a large file. It was this a very one is large a file. This one's a fairly large But it is, based off all the reviews and stuff, it is one of the best games for the Vita, they say. That's saying a lot too. It is um, great soundtrack. You know, good musical score for it. Uh, I mean, it's good, decent animation. You know, decent you know renderings and stuff. And mm. I mean, it's a decent game. I mean, it's relatively straightforward. The dungeons aren't too overly complicated. Thank God, because I always so, get lost in fucking dungeons. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. it's fairly straightforward what you have to do. I mean, there's a few things where you gotta go talk to everybody. You know, there are there are certain areas in the story where there's a lot of story exposition. You know, like particularly. It's funny, the, curring, the reoccurring thing is every time he goes to these towns, he finds out he really fucked things up, and he's always getting incar in, in, you know, incarcerated, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, until they get it figured out. Oh, so you know? he doesn't remember he did all yeah. these things? So mm. 
He just gets to like rest on the yeah, spot. So he's how sort of dare you come like, back here after like, what you did? How dare you come back? Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> you fight. do? Yeah, and a lot of times he's just blamed because he was the stranger. He's the first outsider to ever go there, and then something bad happens. So naturally he's <laughs> he's blamed. My kid's ice cream fell over. It's your fault! And then not only does he usually prove that it wasn't him, but he actually fixes the problem. So everyone's happy with him then, you know? Oh, so then he's like, oh, we like you now. And then there's, once you defeat that area, like once you defeat that dungeon, that town... There's a met. There's there are job boards, and you can do like little side quests. That's cool. And get stuff for upgraded equipment and stuff. So does it play tactically, or is it like well, it's for, real time? It's real like, time. Yeah. Really. Real time combat. Hmm. So, um, how what type of in what type of battle engine would you compare it to? Well, like compare it to like the Final Fantasy have series, you, or Star Ocean series. Have you ever played uh, Rag the Ragnarok Odyssey game? I have. It, they're both done by Xseed. It's a lot like that. Say so Xseed made uh, Wild Arms Four, I believe. Okay. So and uh, uh, not Chrono oh, Trigger. Uh, Shadow Hearts. Oh, okay. Yeah, Shadow Hearts. Shadow Hearts is your favorite game, isn't it? Yeah, actually. But yeah, Xseed's bought a lot of some of the properties from other game developers. I do know that they essentially went in and bought some of these smaller game companies up and let pretty much took their engines and everything and released it. Some of the stuff they've improved, which sounds like Wise is actually they've done a good mm-hmm. job with. And some of the stuff I've heard mixed reviews on, so I think it just depends on the game and the mm. engine and everything. Yeah, it's but yeah, but basically imagine like it's a lot like Zelda, uh, in the fact that you know you, you except you can do a lot of equipment upgrading, and depending on what you use to upgrade it will determine which qualities the items get, um, like whether you can get poison, and you can and you let, your weapon gets like a bunch of extra special abilities as you upgrade it. But since it doesn't upgrade the actual attack damage. You end up replacing it, so it's not really recommended to be doing too much upgrading. Because the more you upgrade something, the more co- more cost to upgrade, mm-hmm. and so you're just gonna be replacing it things. anyways. Yeah. Or but if you ever get stuck, you know, and like things just get so difficult, it's not a bad idea to just, you know, upgrade. Upgrade. But would you recommend it for everybody? else? Oh yeah, absolutely. All you Vita people out there. Yeah. It has Elf stamp of approval. Stamp. Yep. It's Amazing to me. I it hate is. when you do that. It messes with the microphone. See, but that was my—that was actually sound effect for my thing I was yeah. doing right there. Unlike you, you're like, I'm gonna hit the table because I'm a <laughs> I played the drums now. My God. That was my impression of you playing the drums, by the way. If you guys could see the look in McGuire's eye right now, <laughs> the hatred is there, and I love. Just it. remember, McGuire, this is a recording. They may use it in a court of law. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta remember that. That's why I'm restraining myself right now. You better restrain That's yourself. That's why I know where the delete but key is. <laughs> I had I had to laugh at McGuire. The th- Escape! <laughs> Don't push my buttons. What the hell is this button? There's like people on there. That was weird. I never saw a button before. But <laughs> I had to laugh at McGuire the other day. When we, 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 <laughs> when we went to go see The Wind Rises, he bitched up a storm. Because the only uh, tickets that they had up at Easton was the dine the dine-in, yeah, yeah. The, the the restaurant. And he was throwing a fit. I ain't fucking going to see this movie. Thirteen dollars? Hey. Fuck that! Congratulations, like a little movie, baby. Josh. That's exactly what he yeah. does. Hey, that's thirteen dollars for six dollars more. I could have bought the damn DVD. Yeah. That's still a crock. And then I paid thirteen dollars, and I still have to pay for fucking food when I get yeah. up there. I paid that's four dollars. I had a gift card that I got for Christmas. <laughs> I ended up coming out like after getting an appetizer, like for paying four bucks, and most of that was tip. <laughs> then his ap- elf's appetizer smelled like they shit because it was yeah, burnt. They were burnt. But we're not here to review Easton AMC Theater in Columbus, Ohio. 
You guys suck ass. Yeah. Your beer is overpriced. He was mad about that, too. Yeah. But of, and of you spilled the, it. Of course, the lady made my mixed drink deal was perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, no, I'm welcome. I'm awesome. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. But The Wind Rises. It's supposed to be Miyazaki's last film. Mm-hmm. He's come out and said he's going to do more. Yeah, supposedly Ponyo 2. Ponyo 2. Well, that's what he wanted How to do in the first a, place. He's Ponyo. He will do it. He doesn't care. He's Miyazaki. I don't he's wanna, he's like do Spike that? Lee. He's just like, just give me money so that, I can make a movie. movie. That movie just had a, and the movie's ending was so cut and dry. There's not much more he can We're do. We're talking about the it. movie itself was dry, in my opinion. I thought it was okay. It was a mermaid story that was dry. But you let's not judge Ponyo because let's judge The Wind, Wind rises. rises. See what I did there? I brought you back from, uh, from going the, off into one of your tangents to back on track. Want to see me this, hit you in the face? This no, is why I would you're not. The boss, Jordan. It's not. I am the boss. Kind of. Sometimes Elf has to bring me back because I get off into my tangents sometimes. But All the right. wind rises. The story of a child, a little Japanese boy, that loves airplanes. Mm-hmm. He wants to be a pilot in the very beginning. Yeah. Which is actually loosely based on uh, the real architect of the Japanese zeros, remember, right? Yeah. The Japanese boy yeah. was a real person. Yeah. This was like Miyazaki, I think, his first attempt at doing a more, a, based on, a more historical yeah. uh, movie. I thought he did well Now, at the it. problem being, though, is the kid has Coke bottle thick glasses, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. he can't you're see not, shit. He's not piloting. He ain't gonna be no pilot. Maybe a kamikaze pilot. Yeah. Foreshadowing. No, no, he really didn't fly no planes to kamikaze. But it went through, it pretty much went through his entire life. life. Yeah. From being a child, going to college, yeah. getting a job at a, air, air, even a, a Japanese aviation. aviation. I cannot talk. Yeah. And just working on these planes. And the basic, thing, the basic thing he's fighting against in this is, is their general, they're way behind in the technology curve. They're they still are making. Completely they are still. They have unreliable engines. They're still making wooden airplanes, and the other rest of the world's making metal airplanes. They are pulling the airplanes out to a field to fly them with oxen. Yeah. It's like, come on! Like you can't even get a truck <laughs> or <a> tractor. <laughs> Something. I don't yeah. think they had tractors back then, Elf. No, they do. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> but I, I did mean, like the fact that, because um, obviously Miyazaki film, though, because it's his whole life pretty much. And I do like how he, even though it was a historical movie, kind of uh, almost yeah, a biopic, really, yeah, he really threw in he threw in some fantasy elements, like with the dream sequences. Yeah, that's where he got to away give with it that it. Miyazaki twist. Because he's like the the little Japanese boy. But I always call him that because the Italian in his dreams just called him Japanese boy. Yeah, there's an Italian yeah, avion- a- avionics he was engineer, the Bertelli, Count Bertelli, or yeah. Count Bertelli, or yeah. Duke Bertelli. Yeah. So he would always call him the little Japanese boy, mm-hmm. and so you will you will see me refer to him as little Japanese boy from here on in because I, I don't remember the guy's real name. Yeah. He's a little Japanese boy to me. Yeah. So he's going through they they get away with the dream sequences mm-hmm. to be more like Miyazaki, just because the fantasy element is missing the reality, because mm-hmm. it's just straight reality. Yeah. They have they have some really pivotal points going on in history in this film. Yeah. They have the uh, the, the earthquake the Kato yeah. earthquakes yeah. Yeah. that was huge and he was right in dead center. Everything like he threw his houses on fire. He was on the train. Yeah. How he first meets his wife later on, yeah. as she's only a child then, 
Mm-hmm. Let's not get into that weirdness. No, Jiro she, she is the like Japanese a, boy's name. Jiro, yeah. Yeah, right. she was only she was she she was drawn a little to look a little young, but she really wasn't that young. Yeah, I don't think she, she was. She re- was well relatively well educated. She was probably a couple years younger than. See, me, she so. suffered from Blue Rose syndrome. She looked younger than what she was. That is not a thing. <laughs> so, getting back to the thing, it also hits the Great Depression. Is now it's on Wikipedia. Oh, every time. <laughs> and Jackie Chan's alive again. No, yep. oh, Jackie Chan. But uh, it hit the Great Depression. It also hit the uh, Nazi Germany. Yeah, they went it, to Germany. Yeah. And it was like during when uh, Hitler was the Nazi Party was starting to take form again. Yeah. So it had like the secret police. Yeah, it was between World War One and Two. So and you got to remember, this is a Japanese World War Two movie, so it's not going to have a happy ending. I mean, not, not at it all. ain't going to end good for him. <laughs> yeah, but just they kind of, they kind of, the war. He wants to. He doesn't love to design planes. He's really not the biggest nationalist. He's not, you know, he, he doesn't care about anything else. I just, say it's his friends. job to build these fighters. He doesn't really want necessarily his creations to be used to kill people. It sort of ends to justify the means. I mean, as soon as the war gets over, he plans. Well, on building. was it he gets sent to? Was it um, that one? Uh, I don't want to call it the hotel resort or. With yeah. the German guy, and yeah. I, I love the one scene where him and the German guy are just kind of sitting there in the corner, making fun of like Hitler, kind of poking at Hitler yeah. and discussing yeah. war because literally all they want to do is they're just yeah. we want to build planes. It's yeah. it. And he, and he kind of the German guy kind of he defects over to Japan because he kind of sees the writing on the wall, and he's like, look, all these people, these leaders, they don't care. You know, it's all pointless. It's stupid. It is know? funny that uh, because he's conversing with this German guy. Mm-hmm. That the secret police come to Japan looking for Chiro. Well, I think it's the Japanese secret police. Yeah, actually. it was Japanese well, secret police. Military, yeah. But still, that's kind of big. Yeah. And for them to actually hide him successfully, yeah. I thought was odd. I thought that, I, I did think that was kind of surreal because he was still able to go to work. Yeah, he was still working in a different office. Like, they couldn't yeah. find you. Yeah. Maybe they were just idiots. That, and I thought the ending was a little rushed. I mean,. Yeah, it, I don't think it was rushed. There was obviously a time gap. Yeah, it literally does a time gap from the first successful test flight, and then all of a sudden the war's over. But I enjoyed how they did that, though. I mean, it was because they wrapped it up. Because he's like, yeah, granted, yeah. I mean, it gave it a more melancholy feel rather than a real sad, well, depressing. Instead feel, of but... going real sad on it, he's like, I made all these planes. I've achieved what I set out for. Yeah. None of my planes came back. Yeah. Because why? They were used as suicide bombs. Well, not all Zeros were equipped to be kamikazes, exactly, but, but they pretty much were already developing the next wave of aircraft, but they were, you know, the war ended. Yeah. Which, they didn't uh, have any I think either. it was Caprudi, or Caprodi, the Italian guy, told him, though, in the dream, he said, all good plane developers shine brightest before they burn out. He yeah. said, we have a three-year... Three-year... Ten years. Or ten years. He said, we have ten years to shine. Which I thought that, made perfect sense, mm-hmm. because... You're set in your ways. Yeah, you're the trying next to innovation. Improve. Yeah, the next innovation is going to overtake. And it's like you know, you're not going to be up to up to knowledge on some of the things that other yeah. people are up on. So you have that ten year gap that you're successful. Yeah, he was. After and that, to be fair, I mean, it literally all pretty much I think took the main or the kid Jiro probably about ten years to perfect the Zero. So yeah. I mean, and that's he was very said. innovative. I mean, he came up with some very serious innovations that they used in some other designs, and he was really he was a really talented engineer, and it was kind of. Had he, I think had he been in a more modern society at the time, he may have been able to even do better. Oh, but, probably. If he had more tools available to him, yeah. I think it would have been spectacular. I mean, he yeah. got ideas from a fish uh, bone at one yeah. point. Yeah. 
Yeah, just looking like, look at my lunch. Oh, oh I like this. I'm gonna oh, go drive this. He eats the same thing. He was very regimented. Very. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He wasn't a superstar kind of. That's person. why it really took me by shock how he like came to be with his wife. Yeah, it was very out of the ordinary. And he it was very. That. Su- it was really sweet. I mean, it was you know it was. You know, them, you know, because it was them sort of having this sort of cat and mouse kind of, you know, time, you know. Yeah. And Their first date was them flying airplanes, essentially. Yeah, paper, yeah throwing paper airplanes back and forth. I'm going to throw stuff at you. Basis of every good relationship. Yeah. And then the German guy gets in on, oh, I like a plane. And her almost cool. falling to her death. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I killed you. Sorry. Yeah. I thought this. I they thought were the movie perfect was for each other. They were clumsy. They were. <laughs> but like I just said, I think the movie was great. Oh, yeah. But I know. McGuire over here thought it was pretty weak. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I still like Right now, I still say Ponyo is one of his weaker movies. But Wind Rises was a fun movie. I felt I, a little bit like Elf, though, where there's elements where it just felt too rushed. And then there's times where there's certain yeah. out scenes that drug on. And yeah. it just, for all the hype, I probably would have liked it if it wasn't for the fact that they had hyped it up saying this is Miyazaki's last film. He's retiring after this. I th- And that's what I kind of had set myself you know my standards real high for it i mean for because considering you watch this you're going you're retiring on that it's like after you know the guy did princess mononoke spirited away house moving castle and nausicaa and castle sky so i mean it was a fun movie it's just i also understand too it's him doing a biopic so you know you're kind of limited because unless you want to change history completely too so i mean it was no my neighbor totoro but you know what? I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was pretty strong. I mean, there was parts of it that probably could have been different, but I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, but hey, guys, it's been one hour. Mm-hmm. So, this has been episode 008. Oh, yeah. The Otaku Positive Podcast. The only podcast where we won't have kamikaze bombers because we won't even fly because we're scared shitless yeah. of flying. We drive everywhere. <laughs> it's like. Actually, I drive you guys everywhere. Yeah. Shh. Why do you have to tell them that for? Yeah. Now they're gonna think we're like driving Miss Daisy around. Yeah, we're saying we're racist because we got a black chauffeur. Wait, we got Morgan Freeman on the show. Morgan, Wait, we Freeman. Morgan Freeman. I like to hear that guy Hello, talk. Guys. I can't do a Morgan Freeman voice. When I was a boy and had a Mississippi. I can remember. When I was a boy and had a Mississippi. I can have Morgan Freeman uh, just read the phone book. I sit there and listen to every single <laughs> word of it. Alan Jackson. Two two nine seven eight nine seven. Jim Jackson. Yeah. Thank you, Morgan Freeman, for all the fun you've done in our life. Morgan Freeman is not actually <laughs> associated with the Otaku Pod. Any like this is similarities are merely coincidental. It's used for, <laughs> used for fun. Yeah. As always, Very. check out the website. we got some videos going up this week. We have the karaoke videos going up, a few uh-huh. of them. That's going to be entertaining. Yeah. Lots of views going to be on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, I took some videos today with uh, Joe's face. Joe driving us somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I might put a collaboration together for that one. That doesn't really make much sense to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. Joe's face. The, the face. Can we do a montage? Yeah. Oh, there'd be a montage of everything. Well, we got Elf's face, too, in it. We do. Scary mm-hmm. as it is. <laughs> like always, get in the forums, message us, tell us that we suck, because we are. The world's worst podcast. Yep. yep. As on us, our, our business cards. Business cards. Business cards. Business cards. Brought to you in a dumpster outside Columbus. Yes. Columbus, Ohio. Soon to be in a landfill near you. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Plaza. See you all later. Peace. We're out. What? We're out?
Where, at, where are you, Ryan Seacrest? McGuire, out! I'm drinking my Jesus. sake now. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give me some of that. Well, you just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Elf. 